Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Grief. Bereavement. The anger associated with loss. The anger associated with the grieving of the departure of somebody you love. Or something that you had hoped for and now will never have. A major loss. You know, a major loss is something like this. You hold a plate of glass maybe a window or a picture for a picture frame or something, and you hold it up in the air, and you drop it on the ground, and it smashes into million pieces. You're not going to put that piece of glass back together again. You're just not going to do that. You have to buy a new piece of glass. You're going to have to commandeer another piece of glass somehow. You're going to have to bring it together somehow in a different way, in a different format, in a different piece of glass altogether. That's kind of what grief is. Grief is the recognizing of the loss, a major loss in your life, recognizing it, accepting it, just admitting it, and then dealing with it, and coming out over a period of time, coming out of that grief well, coming out of it healthy, come out of it being productive and generous and gracious and joyful. But in the process of going through the grief, those are not the feelings necessarily. Granger Westberg, he was a chaplain, Lutheran chaplain in Chicago area, wrote a book entitled Good Grief. That's a phrase that, you know, goes back into history. Many of us say, oh, good grief. You know, that was kind of an expression of frustration, if you will, or mild irritation. But um, there's some truth to it. There's good grief and there's not good grief, or bad grief, if you will, or unhealthy grief. And um, Ranger Westberg was attempting to outline and to show how a person can process themselves through the grief experience upon the loss of somebody they loved, and somebody that was very important to them. So it's a matter of dealing with our grief, but the key issue in grief and where we get stuck and often get stuck, and that is in the anger stage. Now, if you look at grief, we usually say it this way, we first don't want to admit it, we want to deny the fact that somebody died, or somebody uh, left you, or somebody departed from your life, or rejected you in some way. You just want to deny that altogether. And then, after a period of time, you finally admit that, yes, it's true, can't deny it, but you hate it. You hate the fact that it happened. Now, that's anger. That's like the second stage of grief processing. The anger that you have about being rejected or the loss of a loved one or the loss of somebody in your life that's very important you know, to you or a thing that was very important to you that you now no longer have and you've lost it. In the last couple of years, several years, I have counted the number of men in my life that I've lost, mostly by death. But some have moved away and some have gone into other ventures and don't have time and our relationship has just weakened over time because we don't get together. It's loss. It's called loss. I'm now about 26 men in my life that I have counted that I have had in my life in some form of a friendship and now no longer have. And I have no what grief is, because I've gone through 26 
grief experiences. Some were mild, some were minimal, some were quite profound, depending on the person and depending on the role that that person played in my life. But grief is a very definite experience, and anger is one of the key issues and key components and key phra uh, phrases that operates within the idea of grief and bereavement. Now, first of all, it's very important to understand that anger is true. Anger is real. Anger is justified. Anger is understood. Anger is reasonable. Anger is natural upon somebody exiting your life for whatever reason it might be, but usually unexpected or in a premature way or in a upsetting kind of way. So, first of all, recognize that anger is true. It's recognized as a human emotion that we all experience. You're no different than anybody else. We all experience anger when we go through the grief kind of experience and the, dealing with the loss of somebody who's very important to us in our life. So that's, that's a key issue. Just recognize that you're going to be angry and don't you have to apologize for it. You don't have to excuse yourself for it. And you don't have to hide it. You don't have to deny it. You don't have to pretend that you're not angry when you really you are. So you better acknowledge it and realize anger is anger. Now, for most people, the anger is only it lingers on for just a short period of time, maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And for others, they get stuck in it. And it's like they're angry for a long period of time. And then everything, every time you talk to them, every time you're with them, you just feel that anger seizing out of them. And it doesn't make it pleasant to be with a person that's angry all the time, no matter what the reason is. So you tend to avoid, you know, people. And that's the trouble with anger. If you don't process it, if you don't deal with it, you don't eliminate it from your life, you don't work it through, you're going to push people away. Because people don't like to deal with your anger. And every time you're there, you're angry. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to help you. They're feeling helpless. So the best thing they do is just to avoid all together. So number one is obviously you have to attend to your anger. You have to attend to it. Recognize that you are angry and attend to it. And you have to do something with it. You have to do something. If you don't do something with it, it becomes toxic. It becomes just part of your personality. It becomes part of your daily behavior patterns. You know, so, you know, recognize that you are angry and then just know that you're going to have to handle it. You're going to have to cope with it. You're going to have to process it. You're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to do something that will uproot the anger and get you into a new phase of life. Moving beyond, moving beyond the event, like that plate of glass that I spoke about. You have to recognize that it broke, but you got to pick it up, throw it away, and then begin the process of forming new glass and a new life and getting beyond it, even though it's upsetting, you know, for a period of time. Okay, that's number one. Number two is this. You have to accept and express your feelings of anger. No, you can accept it. I mean, but it's the expression of it. You know, it's the idea of talking about your anger. It's the idea of, it'd be like art therapy. Get out some paper and crayons and draw an anger story. Draw an anger scene. You know, draw something that reflects the anger that you feel about the loss that you just went through and you, you are experiencing and you're going through. In other words, be like an art therapist. 
Go ahead and draw anger, represent it on paper, and then tell a story about it. Write a story about it. Tell somebody the story so that that anger picture or that anger portrayal that you draw has real life significance and has a story in it that you tell that maybe somebody else would appreciate knowing and hearing and maybe that would be of help to them you know as well but do something about your anger if you don't want to do art therapy <laughs> take walks every day for 30 days walk every night for 30 nights walk walk vigorously swing your arms back and forth and think about the person that you just lost and the anger that you have about the loss itself sometimes it's the anger that you had towards that person that died and you weren't able to resolve it you weren't able to really tell your story maybe you're angry over that maybe you're, maybe you're hoping to do something with that person maybe there was some future plan and now that future plan is lost gone done there are a lot of reasons to be angry but take a walk 30 days in a row you don't have to walk 10 miles I mean after is maybe walk around the block but walk and swing your arms and think about the anger that you have about that person talk to yourself about the anger that you have about that person and about the death of that person or the absence of that person or the departure of that person you know from your life dipping back into history let me go to Martin Luther Here's something that he said, okay? This is an interesting point. When I'm angry, I can write, pray, and preach well. For then my whole temperament is quickened. You know, that's an interesting point. Martin Luther had the answer. Of course, he did a lot of writing. We know that. Wrote songs, translated the Bible, the German. You know, he was able to write dissertations. He was able to write theological uh, papers. I mean, he wrote on everything possible, letters, etc. He was a writer. And when he got angry, he wrote. And he wrote. And he wrote. You can do the same thing. Sing a song. Get Go get five, ten songs that help you with anger. Maybe songs that reflect anger. Or maybe songs that will just help you get over the anger. And go sing them for the next 30 days. Take a walk and sing one of these songs. Or mouth it, or just remember it and go through it in your mind. Use music. Put on music that is an anger-reducing type of music that you like. Something that makes you feel calmer and more relaxed. And for 30 days, put that CD on and just play it. You know, play it on your own uh, technological instrument, whatever you use telephone or whatever but wherever you get your music play something that is um, anti-anger it'll help you there okay so in other words you got to accept it but you have to express your feelings you express yourself and those are just a few ways that you you can do it if you pretend that you have no anger and you try to bury it you know what it will bury you Neil Warren Clark, or Neil Clark Warren, pardon me. Neil Clark Warren said that. Okay. So, if you pretend you have no anger and you try to bury it, it will bury you. Okay. Now, here's another thing you can do. 
Focus on the issues and talk them out. Talk them out. Eventually, you got to talk about it. You can draw about it, you can sing about it, you can walk and think about it. But eventually, you have to put into words your anger, your feeling about the person that has now departed from your life for whatever reason. You know, that is. Whatever your grief is about, put it into words. You see? Now, here's a uh, old Scottish proverb that kind of has some influence and some effectiveness. It says, confession is good for the soul. Well, that's what we're talking about here. When you confess that you're angry, it will help your soul. It will help your emotions. It will help your mind, you know, be much more calm and relaxed and able to handle things, okay? Just think of it that way. Confession is good for the soul. It's good for whatever hurts you in that anger. But go to Aristotle as another example of somebody who has addressed this issue. Here's what he said. Anybody can become angry. That is easy. Now listen to this one. But to be angry with the right person, and to the right degree, and at the right time, and for the right purpose, and in the right way, that is not within everybody's power, and it is not easy. It's not easy to handle anger. Okay? That's what he said. You got to have anger. You got to talk about it with the right person, to the right degree, at the right time, and the right purpose, and in the right way. Okay? In other words, constructively deal with your anger and put it into words and share it with somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't bury it. Don't hide it. Don't pretend that it doesn't exist. Don't try to think that, oh, you're above anger. You know, that's not religious, or that's not Christian, or that's not spiritual, or that's not mature, or that's not professional, or that's not manly. You know, whatever it is. Forget that nonsense. Anger is real, and you feel it every time you have a grief experience. Every time you have a grief experience. I mean, it's more sometimes less. But anger is part of grief. The grief experience is real. And what we don't want is, obviously, for you to become stuck in the anger. So, some people work it out through exercise. That's another whole point. Research has shown that when you're angry and you put it into an exercise format, walking, biking, swimming, running, you know, jogging, treadmill, you know, whatever it might be. Put physical activity to your anger. Express your anger in physical activity. Push yourself a little bit. Exercise. And push yourself, just be a little bit beyond what you normally might do. We know that exercise activates the brain and releases what we know as endorphins. And endorphins are like a tranquilizer. Endorphins calm the brain. Endorphins calm the mind. Endorphins calm the soul. Your person. So jogging, let those endorphins release and give you a sense of calmness. Now it takes about 20 minutes for the endorphins to be released when you exercise. But you'll feel better. You'll feel calmer. And then here's the last point I'd like to make. Apologize if necessary. You know, in your anger, if you have done things, said things, gone way beyond normalcy, 
you may need to apologize to somebody. Somebody you owe an apology to, right? Go and do it. Let them know that you were sorry for the way that you spoke, the way that you treated them. You can say that you were going through this grief experience and you were overwhelmed by it, but you're sorry that you took it out on them or that you dumped it on them without asking their permission, by the way. <laughs> without asking them if they, can, if, if they would listen to you or if they would be part of your grief experience. People don't mind doing it if you ask them. But if you don't, if you just be blasting them with anger, you owe them an apology. So, cool it with others, okay? Whatever the uh, I'm sorry is needed, say it. Let them know why you're sorry, what you did was wrong, why you did it, and how you want to help them recover, and how can ask how you can help them recover from that, so that they don't go on thinking ill of you at a time when you really over-expressed yourself, when maybe you didn't really need to do that at all. So alter the difficulties in your life. Alter yourself. Alter your relationships with other people. Alter the memory that you have of the person that has now departed from you and left. Alter it. Give it a new perspective. That is, as an example, think of the ways that that person has contributed to your life and remember that. Remember the person by that. Think of the ways that that person has enriched you and made you laugh and made you a happy person. Just reflect on that. Periodically reflect on that. And remember the person in that context, that that's the kind of person that has now left you, but left you with those memories. Or maybe it was a real joyous experience. You did something together that you wouldn't have done with anybody else, and it's a special memory you've had. Just remember the person with that. Okay? Make sure that that person becomes part of your life in a positive way, in a, in a joyful way, in, a, in an enriching kind of way, and in a surprise kind of way, of something that you guys did together that was unique and that you're going to remember the person for that. Don't remember the person because they died or because they moved or because they left you and left you in a sorrowful state or a sad state. Remember them for the contributions that they have made in your life. A good way to remember anybody, okay? Well, there you are. Nice to have you with me today. In the... Uh, Psychology Report on Grief and Bereavement. And uh, may this be helpful to you. Now, you may know somebody that's going through a grief experience. Share this with them. Listen together. Or forward the uh, podcast on to somebody else that should listen to it. And tell them just to listen. Doesn't take that much time. But share it so that somebody else can benefit from this idea of good grief coming out of grief experience with your head up and your feet in the ground and in a positive mode, in a positive mood. Okay? So share it and pass it on, at least to another person, if not five other people. Okay? Go ahead and do that, all right? Nice to have you with me, and thanks. Go to my podcast um, every day we're on and uh, pick it up. And now you can also go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com booksbyhedberg.com and um, I have a book there about achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress and I talk about grief in that book so you may want to read a little bit more in the area of grief by picking up that book as well from my website so thanks for joining me and uh, we'll see you again bye bye